Revelation 2.11 Ministries. Hello and welcome to the podcast episode 6. I'm your host Travis and I'm still focusing on how God uh, reveals himself to us and how we relate to him. I talked about how he is our heavenly father and I talked about how he is a savior and a lot of times when you see that he's our savior you see in the bible he's our lord and savior those two are a lot of times connected because you must receive him as both your lord and your savior so today i'm going to focus on him being a lord or a king the bible tells us that he's the king of kings we can find that in first uh, timothy chapter 6 verse 12 fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickened all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, which in his time he shall shew, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, Dwelling in the light which no man can approach, unto whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. So the Bible here, Apostle Paul calls him the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And so we see, we see that the, the King of Kings just means that he's the king over all kings. There's different rulers in different periods of time. You have uh, people who were kings or Caesars, emperors, pharaohs sultans and other other types of uh, heads of, the, of their countries their towns their their areas they were the kings uh, and god is the king of kings he's he's it, all kings will submit to him so what is a king exactly because it kind of gets lost on us today in our culture where we don't have to submit to a king in uh in the united states here a king is the ultimate authority in the land uh, everything else in the land would submit to or come to the king. Uh, there's no authority greater than the king. And uh, so everything can be uh, brought to the king. He has power over everyone in the land. He has power uh, to make decrees, uh, laws. He has power to uh, change precepts and the way things are going. He can um, speak over the people. He can make decisions. He can decide about wars and peace treaties he he oversees all the the people with uh, his directions his commandments a king should be honored feared and reverenced uh, uh, people should uh, you know look to him and, and when the king comes they bow down to him they uh, acknowledge his presence they um, they submit to his ways or they pay prices if they don't um, one of the parables in the bible talks about uh kind of like a little bit of a king it's it's not the point of the parable but i, I just want to read it matthew 18 uh verse 23 therefore is the kingdom of heaven like unto a certain king who would take account of his servants and when he had begun to reckon one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents but for as much as he had not to pay the lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him his debt. So uh, that parable is actually talking about forgiveness. 
but you can see the power of the king in the parable. You can see that um, he had just without um, too much thought of it, he just he was going to sell the the servant. He was going to sell the servant's wife. He was going to sell the servant's children. He was going to sell all the possessions uh, the servant had to pay back the debt that was owed to the king. And but he had compassion when the servant fell down and and worshipped and, uh, and begged him to have patience with him. The, the, it said the the Lord uh, was moved with compassion and he loosed him and forgave him his debt. So he has you can see a few things the king is doing there. One he, in the parable, he has the ability to uh, take the man and his wife and his children. Uh, he has a uh, ability to take all the possessions that are owned to pay back a debt that is owed to him, or he can forgive the debt. He has the power to also forgive the debt. So the king oversees and he makes those decisions on what to do with. Uh, basically like a judge would do and in the time of judges when um, when there there used to be God was the king of Israel and he was overseeing and then they had judges to come with uh, the resolve disagreements and, and make decisions on certain things there came a point the people wanted to have their own king just like other nations had they wanted a human king and not God king and so they had uh, you could read in first Samuel chapter 8 said, And all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came on, uh, to Samuel and to uh, Ramah. And they said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and your sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But uh, the, this thing displeased Samuel. When they said, Give us a king to judge us, and Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in in all that they say unto them, unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, and I should not reign over them. Uh, according to all the works which they have done since the day I brought them out of Egypt, even until this day where they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. So you can see that the people had uh, called that they wanted a king. They wanted the king to rule over them. Now God gives them a king, but he kind of... Um, he, he points off uh, going down to verse 11 uh, he kind of tells him what kind of manner of king and kind of what a king will do and he says and and he said sorry verse 11 and he said this will be the manner of king that shall reign over you he will take your sons and appoint them for himself his chariots and and to be his horsemen and some shall run before his chariots and he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties and he shall set them ear to the ground, and he shall reap his uh, and to reap his harvest, and make his instruments of war and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be uh, confinaries, and to be cooks, and to be bakers. He will take your fields and your vineyards and your all all yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take a tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give uh, to his officers and to his servants. And he will take of your manservants and your maidservants and your goodlings, young men, your asses, and, and put them to, uh, to his work. He will take the tenth of your sheep, and, he shall, uh, and ye shall be his servants. And you will cry out in that day, because your king, which you shall have chosen you, that have chosen you, the Lord will not hear you in that day. So you can see the kind of what the the rule of the king is at least the the ones that um, God put over Israel that they would do that kind of power to just take everything that kind of power to just if they wanted it it was theirs nothing could stop them you know it was a uh, uh, I, I want your your wife I want your child I want your 
your animals. I want your land. I want you to give to me. And it says even that he would take from the, some people and he would give to to others, like uh, his, his people. So he could choose to take from some and give to others and just kind of that kind of authority or power over the land and of the people and all the things in the land. So you can kind of see how powerful a king is. A king can do anything he wants, basically, and no one can tell him otherwise. So a king should be uh, honored. A, a king has immense power in the land. He has the highest authority. And uh, the thing about authority is a lot of people don't understand authority nowadays, unfortunately. And the word authority means the power or right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience. Uh, it's not a word I think anyone really in our day and culture likes to hear about authority. No one likes any type of authority. Everyone wants to be their own authority. They want to make all their own decisions. They want to uh, make all the things for their life. They want to be the head of their life, the the ultimate authority of their life. They want to make all the decisions and uh, submit to themselves uh, in a way. They want to be their own their own god. They want to rule themselves and and make their own path in life which there's nothing wrong with freedom there's nothing wrong with uh, making decisions in life and choosing stuff uh, but recognizing that there are authorities out there uh, there's people who are in higher positions of power than you uh, an easy example would be when you're at a job you have a boss you know you have someone who oversees you and they have authority over you if you think you can come against them in any kind of way, they can fire you in, in an instance. You can lose your your job, your income. You can lose everything um, that you've gained in that company in an instance by coming against an authority who has power over you. And nothing you can say or do can change their power over you because they, they have that power. And so it comes a, a way of like, well, I don't want to... I don't want my life to turn a certain way, so I need to respect that authority. I need to not be insulting to the authority. I need to honor the authority. I need to listen when they speak to me. I need to uh, hear their advice because if the if a boss comes and tells you to do something 20 times and you just say, oh, okay, sure, and then you go do whatever you want, well, then you're not listening to him and you're not submitting to his authority and then there's consequences for that. And so we can we can see that um, back when Jesus was was teaching, he uh, he spoke uh, differently than just someone who was teaching the Bible. It says in Matthew 7, after he said a bunch of things, starting at verse 24, he says, Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I will like him unto a wise man who built his, built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these things of mine and does not them, shall be likened to a foolish man, which built his house upon a sand. And when the rains descend, and the floods come, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass that when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. So we see that Jesus was speaking with authority, telling them what, what they should do, how they should live, uh, what was going to be the best result for their life. He was speaking to them with, as a person who has authority over them and not just someone who is telling them as like a peer that it would be nice if they followed this way or it would be good if they followed this way. But authorities have power over you. And so if, uh, if you can understand a boss in, in that kind of scenario, then you can understand a parent, 
you know, your mother and father have uh, authority over you when you're a child. They they tell you what to do, what not to do. They're bigger than you. They're stronger than you. They they oversee your household. They have uh, to deal with all the finances. Uh, they're the ones who, if necessarily, give out punishments and uh, discipline to the children. And so the ch- the parents have authority over the children. And then, uh, you know, and so you can kind of see. And then when you go out, you know, there's police officers and other people who hold a higher rank of authority that uh, within the law they can do certain things and they can, uh, you have to respect that they have this authority when, when you're uh, in a certain type of investigation or situation that they're, they're, they have a, a little bit of power over them, that they, they're higher authority. So we don't see that, uh, that whole power of the king in, in, our, in our nation at this time, but a king has ultimate power. He can just walk up and take whatever he wants, and no one can say anything or do anything. I mean, I suppose you could say something, but there's a consequence for saying something. You could be thrown in prison. You can, uh, the king can take your life, end your life because you try to stand against him or say something. So I mean, anyone who thinks they're wise that they're they're gonna stand up and talk down to the king that it, it, I don't think it works out well for them. They because the king has power and he has all the soldiers and everyone under him. Who are submitting to him and that's what works is that they're all submitting to him you know that way they're not rebelling against him i suppose if you were an evil king that uh the people could gather around behind your back and and congregate to overthrow you and which then you would you know obviously lose your rule but jesus is the king of kings he's the lord of lords so he all kings would have to submit to him it's uh he and he is the ultimate authority so over over any authority you've ever seen in your life, God is a highest authority, the highest power. So if anyone tells you something should go one way or has to go some way, other, and it's contra- contradicting to the the word of God, is contradicting to the way God wants you to live, then you would not submit to them because they're a lower authority, if they're an authority at all. And you would submit rather to God, who is the highest authority. And uh, you can kind of see that. In the book of Daniel, uh, chapter 6, starting at verse 6, Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king, and said thus unto the king, the, unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, and governors, and princes, and counselors, and captains, have counseled together to establish a royal statute, and to make firm decree, that whoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save for thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it can be uh, that it can be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing in the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day, and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he did uh, aforetime. Uh, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. They came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Has thou not signed a decree that every man that shall has, uh, that has, shall have asked partition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? And the king answered and said, this thing is true according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which alter not. 
Uh, then answered they, they said before the king, that Daniel, which is the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he had heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled to, uh, unto the king, and said to the king, No, O king, that the law of the Medes and the Persian is that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. So you can see that they said a the king had a decree uh, to for no one to worship any other gods for 30 days, any other man or, or gods, acknowledging that the king had the ultimate authority in the land. However, God had higher authority because he's the king of kings. And uh, so he goes on, and, and Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den, and he gets sealed. And then the night passes, and, and the morning comes. Uh, and the Bible reads, uh, verse 19, um, Then the king arose very early in the morning and went to haste into the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, be able to deliver thee from the lions. And said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel, and has shut the lion's mouth, and they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. So you can see, even with all the power that the king of the land, the king of Babylon has, uh, that God has higher power that it, no matter what the decree or or commandment that any king gives out God can always overthrow it or change the outcome because he has ultimate authority and power over everything the Bible says in Philippians uh, chapter 2 verse 9 wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father wherefore be my beloved as ye had always obeyed uh, not as in my presence only but now much more in the absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure so God has authority over everything. That's why he has authority over all the uh, demonic spirits. You see, when he's, in the, uh, in, when he's walking in his, the ministry, he's casting out demons. And that's why we have authority, because we come in, the, in his name. We come in the name of Jesus. So we come in the name or the authority of the King of Kings. And so that, that's why uh, miracles, signs, wonders, uh, deliverances, are happening is because the authority of the king of kings so nothing uh, can overthrow jesus's uh direction his authority over things he has power over everything everything was made through him and by him and uh so we can see that because he is a king and we see how uh what, what do we what do we do with that information because he's our savior so yes so he comes and he saves us from from sin he saves us from uh eternal punishment and separation uh he saves us from hellfire he saves us from um you know lives of of just uh, lifestyles of misery he saves us from different things that uh that come against us but the bible tells us that he is not just our savior which everyone loves to focus on 
but that he is also our Lord. So how do we acknowledge him as a Lord? How do we see him as a king? Um, in Psalms 95, uh, I'm going to read this. It says, Let us come down before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great, a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of his hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, his sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long I was grieved with this generation, and I said, It is a people that do error in their heart, and have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. So one way is to, to worship him, to, to uh, honor him, to acknowledge how great he is, and how wonderful he is, how powerful he is, and all that he's done for you, acknowledging him, worshiping him. Another way to see his authority, though, is that we should follow what he says. You know, he gives direction. The Bible's full of uh, direction. The Bible's full of um, the way we ought to be, how we should behave ourselves, how we should um, interact with one another, how we should uh, interact with uh, children, how we should interact with our parents, how we should uh, interact with uh, believers, other believers, how we should interact with um, those around us, those who would do us wrong, those who are enemies to us, and that uh, there's a way to handle ourselves, there's a way to think, there's a way to, uh, there's things that we should do. He gives us lots of direction, lots of commandment, lots of um, heavenly prescriptions that uh, we should, the way we should live our life. So to to respect him as an authority is to highly value what he tells you to do. Uh, his word of God should be of high value to you uh, if you respect him as an authority. If you, you say, well, what does what does he want? What does he want from me? What does he want uh, me to do? What does he want me to accomplish? What does he, uh, how does he want me to handle certain situations? Uh, and the Bible has answers for a lot of those things. So we can see how we ought to walk, how we ought to uh, interact with other people. And so, uh, if we respect him as an authority, we would follow his commandments. We would follow his direction. Because he's not just the Savior, but he is the Lord of your life. And the Lord is the authority over your life. And so, uh, is is Jesus the Lord of your life? Is uh, Do you just submit to him as a Savior? Is uh, Do you want to to be saved from hell, but you don't want him to rule your life? As, as as a king could, as a king should, as a king is able to, to touch all aspects of the land, to touch all as, aspects of you, to every part of you is, is not is, uh, is not off limits. There's nothing a part of you that should be off limits to God in, in your habits, in your, uh, your conversations, in what you watch, in what you hear, in how you interact with other people, all your finances, all your belongings, uh, your uh, spouses and children. Is there any aspect of your life that you, you tell God is off limits? Because um, that's what you're not letting him be the Lord of. That aspect is, not, is what you're not letting him be the king of, the God of. And we are called to um, give up everything. 
to give up all that we have, to, to deny ourselves before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and lay it all at his feet and say, this is what I have, Lord. What do you want to do with it? This is my the abilities you've given me. This is the resources you've given me. This is the uh, time you have put me in. This is the culture you have put me in. These are the family members you've given me, the friends and co-workers and students around that uh, that you have put me around. How is it that I'm supposed to be used, Lord? I give you everything. I give you my time. I give you my, my finances. I give you my hobbies. Is there is there anything that's unpleasing to you, God? Is there anything that, that I'm, I'm living in that, that you don't want? Is there anything that's, uh, that's a waste of time that brings no glory to your kingdom? Is there something else I can change or do? And then you, you wait and you say, God, lead me in these things. And, and God can uh, guide you and correct you and, and show you what he wants for your life and how you need to submit to him because submitting to god isn't always the same for everyone now it may be it may be same in a in a in a general sense of of trying not to live in sins uh you know don't live in uh, adultery and fornication don't be a liar or a thief don't uh you know don't take from the people don't uh don't do evil to those around you uh forgive everyone who does you wrong like all those things are basic for everyone but maybe he's called you to something deeper. Maybe he calls you, uh, he wants you to, to give up more. Give up more of what you've already sacrificed. Maybe he wants you to sacrifice more. And uh, the whole point is, what would, you know, God, what do you want? You're the ultimate authority in my life. Because ultimately we have things we want. There's things that we want to do. I want to have this, or I want to achieve this, or I want this amount of money, or I want to live in this particular place, or I want this type of house, or I want uh, these type of items, or this type of car, I want uh, this type of job or career. But the whole thing is we're supposed to be submitting to God as our Lord, and we say, God, what do you want? Where do you want me to work? Uh, where do you want me to live? What kind of house do you want me to be in? What kind of neighborhood do you want me to be in? And this is submission to the Lord. We're asking him for direction and everything. Who do you want me to marry? What, what, what should I do with my finances? Should I, should I give offerings to certain uh, organizations or churches? Uh, how, how can I uh, use, be used for your kingdom? Is there anything I can do with my spare time that you can use, God? Can I, can I mentor someone? Can I uh, help at a shelter or help a, a homeless or help someone in need? Can I, is there uh, someone around me who... You placed in my life that I can be a tool in your hands, that I can be a blessing in, that I can be an overflow of, of, of a word of wisdom, maybe a, a, a financial blessing, maybe some other type of means I can help support someone, encourage them, lift them up. Lord, what do you want from me? And that's submitting to him as your Lord, as your Savior, as your, as your King. You say, God, whatever you see fit, take it. Is there something in my life you want out? Take it away from my life. Lord, is there something you want to put in my life? Then you're the Lord of Lords. You're the King of Kings. You put it in my life. Is there something you want me to do? Do you want me to go to war for you, King? And he says, yes, I want you to go to war. You say, okay, I'll do it for you. I want you to, to go here. I want you to do that. I want you to preach here. I want you to speak here. I want you to, to do these different things. And it's you're submitting to the Lord. You say, he is my king. He is my Lord. So most of the stuff you can find in, in uh, scriptures for ways to live. And if there's something you see in the scriptures and you're like, yeah, I don't like that. That's not for me. Then you're denying the authority of God. However, there will be a day that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. So you have to, you know, we have to give an account for everything we've done in the body, whether good or bad. So we can't just reject his ways, reject his words, reject his commandments without giving an account for all that we've done. Uh, so that's how we have to, we can't just acknowledge him as our savior who saves us from hell, but we have to also acknowledge him as an ultimate authority over our lives in every aspect. And we need to give him reins to our life. They say, Jesus, take the wheel, you know, take control of my life, steer me in the direction you desire for me. How can I be useful for your kingdom? How can I glorify your name? How can I give testimony? How can I reach lost souls? And you say, Lord, uh, use me in some kind of way. And so you ask for, for direction from God. You ask for um, him to guide you in, in, in your specific aspects of your life. And uh, he'll reveal himself. It says you, uh, if you ask, uh, you, you know, you seek, you'll find. If you, if you knock, it'll be open to you. Uh, it, it, it will be given to you. you if you seek it out, there will be an answer to it. And so that's what we're required to do is... Uh, I think more so than just trying to find out what he wants to do is when there's things we already know he wants us to do to just submit it to him because we say okay I already know God wants this I already know God wants me to to go this way or do this I know he wants me to give up this habit or this type of lifestyle I know he wants this from me and then by you rejecting him with what he's already told you to do then you're not submitting to him as your Lord and you need to submit to him as your Lord and Savior. So it's it's it can be hard because, you know, we, we want to do what we want to do. We are not the ultimate authority of our lives. There's other authorities out there. There's people with more power than us. And then, yes, there are kings and there are leaders and there are high powers in the lands. But more so than what they are, God is the ultimate authority. And nothing is greater than listening to him. As the Bible says, do not... Fear him who can destroy uh, destroy your body only, but fear him who can destroy your body and soul in hell. And so you don't want to uh, uh, submit to to a human or to a man over God because they can only the worst thing they can do is kill you. I mean, the worst thing they can do is end your life. But your spirit lives on, and so if you ended up not submitting to the Lord to submit to a human being, then you've you've uh, you've lost your eternity by not submitting to the Lord so the Lord is the King of Kings and we need to worship him we need to bow down to him we need to acknowledge his authority as King and that uh, his decrees go forth and no one can stop it the Bible says that no one can pluck you out of the Father's hand that there's there's no one around when God has his hand upon you that no other human no spirit from hell nothing above or below can change what God wants to do when he sets his hand upon you and so we say yes Lord have your way uh, yes Lord have your way may your will be done may your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven we thank you Lord we thank you Lord that you're a king thank you God I'm going to go ahead and in the podcast here that he is our king of kings. God is our king of kings. Jesus is the king of kings. And um, as I, I always do, I like to pray for you guys before uh, I end the podcast. So pray with me, if you will. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for all you're doing, Lord, all you're working in the lives of those who are listening and those who are around. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you help us to see you as a king, that we can... Uh, 
we can honor you, that we can worship you, that we can um, sit in awe of your amazing power and presence, Lord, but that we also would be willing enough to submit to what you ask us to do, be able to uh, listen to your direction, your decrees, and not to ignore them, to not make ourselves as if we were higher authorities than you, but to submit ourselves to you, and we say, whatever your will, may it be done, Lord. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you touch all the listeners, Lord, that uh, you help them, Lord. If they have a problem with authority, Lord, that you help any, uh, you come against any spirit that, that is stopping them from submitting to your will. Any spirit who's stopping them from uh, seeing you as the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. Anything that is, that is driving them away from your, your headship, your leadership. Lord, I ask, Lord, that your hand be upon them, that you send a deliverance from them. In the name of Jesus, that you touch their lives. Lord, that you change them, Lord, that change of focus. Give us a renewed perspective of who you are. Give us a, new, a renewed perspective of your headship, your kingship, your lordship, that, that we honor you, that we praise you, and that well, we sit under you because you're, you're a good king, just as you're a good father, you're a good king. And you know what's best for us and for our lives and for the kingdom itself. And Lord, we ask, Lord, that we, we could uh, submit to you better. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, God bless y'all.